Okay, this is uh, December the 5th, and I'm going to start this off just by saying some general concepts. All right, uh, the first thing I want to talk to you about is spiritual lag time. Okay, and this is a very important concept. It's one that you need to breathe, relax, and really think it through. Now, we're just using tentative structures here, and we're talking about a spiritual dimension of you, a intellectual dimension of you, a emotional dimension of you, and a physical dimension. But you know you're just part of the universe. So the outer universe has these dimensions too. Okay? And any, any individual or being that you contact, they have these dimensions too. So when we talk about, you know, processes, we talk about everything being inter, interrelated, interconnected. We talk about everything in motion and in movement. At the highest spiritual level, there's only one substance of the whole universe and ain't nothing happening. But at the lowest levels, everything is fragmented. Everything is discriminating. Everything is selfish. So when you see the selfish aspect of you and you start coming in with discrimination, basically, discrimination, it has two sides to it. It's one side is to grow and to learn. Because you have to rightfully divide what is true and what is false. What you're going to be about, what you're not. That's why when we have this issue called good and evil, this is tentative. What's good and evil for a kindergartner may not be good and evil for a fifth grader. So things are in motion. One of the reasons why this world of desire, sensation, intellectualization, egomania, uh, physical so-called hoarding and structures... And cravings. Why would I have all this mix going on? Is that uh, this is a place where you can absolutely test. Because it does no good to say, I know, I know, I know. And you can't put all four of your vehicles in harmony. Okay, it's usually the ego teaming up uh, with the emotions saying, I know. But really, it's pride saying, I don't want to go through it anymore. I'm going to dismiss it out of my head. Uh, one of the well-known concepts in psychology is called phobias. And one of the real reasons why people develop phobias is because they get into this egotistical denial. So they run in there and say, well, I don't know why I have an ulcer. I don't know why I have, you know, this type of reaction. I don't know why my eye is twitching. Because they're saying, this person, this situation, this habit pattern is out of here. I won't tolerate it anymore. It doesn't exist. But they're still not in harmony with the season and the environment and the universe around them. So... Uh, we're talking about resolve and you would have to absolutely poll and uh, that's P-O-L-L all of the dimensions okay uh, your spiritual side your intellectual side and your emotional side and your physical side you have to poll these aspects of you and say look when I say I am or I know are these aspects of me in harmony now constructively you may have to ignore pain from the physical and emotional in order for the being which means the executor spiritual responsible being to make some steps forward because you may have wisdom intellectually and spiritually where you say I don't need any more habit investors into this energy I know it's not constructive it's not what I thought it was so I'm not going to do it well the emotional part if you're in the physical part is such in a uh, habit of you know in uh, uh, indulging that when it's solicited, and believe me, we live in a society that studies uh, soliciting 
responses. I mean, a lot of uh, psychology is devoted towards prostitution. Neuroscientists devote towards prostitution. Behavioral science devote towards prostitution. What it means is these people come out of school and they get grants to study how to manipulate human behavior. So, I mean, the ones that go into the smell domain, they go into what taste, I mean, uh, the smell, what, what smells would draw a person to another person. The ones who go into taste, they go into the flavors. The ones that go into eyes, they look at the color combinations and whatever. The ones that go into ears, go into music. And it's well known that you can key things to certain levels and you can seduce people into doing certain type of behaviors. But you can decondition yourself on anything that your sensual nature is tied up into. And that's why I'm starting this whole thing out talking about spiritual lag time. Because it is this desensitizing, it is this integrating from discrimination. So in other words, you know, I will discriminate in order to see why my spirit is being drained. Oh my goodness, now uh, I turn around and I find out that there's some people around me that don't want to grow. And you know what? They love company. I have a lot of energy and they would love for me to dwell within their pity patterns. Well, I now I've discriminated. I've said, wow, I see what's going on there. Now, am I going to feed this or am I not going to feed it? So when you talk about this discrimination, you're talking about de-integration. So I may choose not to hang out with these people. I may choose to flip the channel on these people. In other words, I come around them and I don't allow them to dwell on these subject matters. I find ways to get around it. So but there comes a time when you can discriminate too much and you end up by yourself and you end up separated from everything you be in. And if you, this discrimination is tied up with emotional resentment, anger, regret, contempt, then you get into another destructive form. So a lot of this stuff about, you know, life navigation is dancing so that you don't get caught into stagnation our, our despair and things like that. So it's, it's dynamic. But these are things to ponder upon. Let's go back to this energy about uh, lag time. I personally believe everything in the universe is recycled. I personally believe that there are beings living in all different types of dimensions. I personally know that the hearing of a human, or even on this planet, well, what we know is just part of the spectrum of hearing that other animals have and other beings have. So, uh, and the same thing with our sight, the same thing with our touch and whatever. These are just key to certain small spectrums. So therefore, there's all kind of life and death and different dimensions around us that we wouldn't become aware of. The other thing is, once you have a bunch of desire structures, it's going to bias what you're aware of. Now we come up with these seven blind men on these elephants. Okay, the one that's feeling the leg says it's a tree stump. The one on the tail says it's a rope. You know, on and on and on. Depending on what dimension or perspective you have. If you go into a situation with a bias, if you go into a situation with craving, if you go into a situation with an unsatiated heart and you're looking for something outside of you to please you, you're not going to be able to make an assessment of what's really going on there, nor what's constructive. You'll be most likely to be deceived. Now, let's get out of this whole concept about, you know, if someone deceives me or the university sees me or I was wa I wasted my energy or they used me. Let's get words like I was useful. I was able to reintegrate myself into that waste and that chaos and bring some light 
I was able to bring something functional out of it. So uh, uh, this moment that we're living in right now, this is the one where the opportunity is. This is the one where you can grow. This is the one where you can make a statement towards principle. And that's what your focus should be. Now, one thing for sure is that you can't be two places at the same time. So the trick with all negative formations is it, it has nothing to do with pain. What it has to do is flipping the channel. So in other words, I'm doomed, I'm cursed, yet I can grow. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm doomed, I'm cursed is a habit pattern. You guarantee that you've been saying this moping many, many, many times in your life. But this thing about I still can grow, well, that's that little flash of light. So what you, the game is to get more flashes of light into the doom. The game is to meditate and to realize more of these wisdom aspects, more of these insight aspects. That's a whole game. You keep on saying, I'm going to flip some more energy into an insight. Now, don't try to get all A's. Okay, you say, now the old me would have did 15 minutes of cursing and just get into a funk and watch TV or whatever was conducive to the funk. And then a new me was able to get 15 seconds on the on the minute doing something that was inspirational. Well, then that's your game. Next time, try to get it to 16 seconds. But don't try to go into this thing of saying my ego refuses to think negative. Therefore, there is no negative because that's bullshit. And you're going to end up with all these uh, symptom substitution issues because you haven't cleaned out your body and you haven't cleaned out your emotions and you haven't cleaned out your fantasies. But you're tired of suffering the consequences of these things. So therefore, you're going to rush things along by blinding yourself to where you stand. So that's so we're talking about spiritual lag time here. OK, let's go back into this thing about what spiritual lag time is all about. I tell you, everything is recycled. So I'm not talking about reincarnation. I'm talking about rebirth because reincarnation could be so sort of circular. You know, uh, this is more of a Hindu thing, which is. I'm going to be a squirrel. I'm going to be a butterfly. I'm going to be all this kind of stuff. I'm not there. What I'm saying is that when you let go of this body and if you are a spiritual essence, whatever you've accumulated in wisdom is going to be gravitated towards spiritual essence. If that essence re-embodies itself and it's always going to be recircled, it will have the signature of that spiritual growth on it. And along with all the lessons you haven't learned along with all the lust that you have. So that's a whole different kind of concept. But even if you don't believe in that, get this straight. You don't have to know where you failed in the past. You don't have to know what you're working on because life is going to come and attune you to that level. So if you come to a situation where every time you try to love somebody, they betray you, you could bet 9,000 million damn points that you got an issue going on here with giving and receiving and how people perceive you and what they choose to do with you. So you got a lesson in the love arena. Now, you don't need to know anything. Now, here's the issue. If you have a lesson in the love arena and you act immature and hate filled, are you going to increase the negative karma or decrease it? See, you don't have to know the past. And you don't have to know the future. But you can tell that if you go with the negative, you're going to increase the negative. So that's what is, the lessons come in anyway. Now, here's the issue. Since we don't know where our past is and we don't know where we'll be guaranteed our future will be and we're supposed to be functioning in this present moment. One thing we do know is that every habit can be weakened 
by choosing a different course. That's right. Air can melt a mountain. It blows it away in time. It's it's 100 percent proven. Water will melt rock. It will absolutely melt it in time that the lesser elements done repetitively can weaken any structure. OK, because everything changes. So we're talking about committing action to what you're trying to become and not just succumbing to what you emotionally feel drowned, overwhelmed, or these uh, passion fires taking you over. Okay, so if the society is into big hips and blah, 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 what that means is you got a joint karma with society that leans towards anybody who emulates big hips to get your fire up in your head, away from your heart, away from you being able to think, and you sit back and say, hey, baby, let's get together with these big hips. Well, that's a habit pattern, but it doesn't mean you have to be slave to it. You don't have to buy into society. But if you swim against the current, don't tell me you're not going to feel resistance. So we're talking about resistance training. So lag time just means an acknowledgement that even if you know the truth spiritually, if you can acknowledge it intellectually, it may take time before you feel no stress in your emotions and your body. Who the hell cares? You're still weakening the habit pattern. But most people want to ask me, how long? How do I know? I don't know how many times you investigated, invested energy into this pattern. But I can tell you this. The minute you put in as many choices someplace else than what you put into building that habit, you're going to feel numb, indifferent. Now, don't get me wrong. This word numb is a little misnomer because some people get mad and angry and saying, shit, I'm tired of being embarrassed and pride. I just feel numb. That ain't numb. That's anger concealing itself in the fact that I'm not going to acknowledge making choices in that area again. Okay, now generally on Earth, they got things to help people who have these point of views. They generally are the ones who will get caught up in hurricanes and earthquakes and uh, torture camps and shit like that. And they say, oh, my God, you know what? I don't have the power to control every damn thing in the universe. Well, that's a shock. You don't need a shock. What you need to do is be real and be honest. You need to pull the emotional side to you and say, do you still crave this thing, even though I know it's wrong for me? And the emotional side will say, yes, I do. When I think of love, I think of this person. When I think of lust, I think of doing this thing. When I think of nurturement, I think of this food. I think of this activity. I think of this music. You can pull to your lower self. All you have to do is walk out and out of the world and you sit back and see what flips your mind, what distracts you. Then you say, okay, that's my baseline. Now, let's get to work. Okay? I mean, these people sit up there and say, I'm going to grow me some biceps. And they sit up there and, 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 and visualize growing biceps are not going to get physical biceps. They're going to strengthen the visualization abilities, but they sure the hell ain't going to get no physical biceps. So it's the same thing in the spiritual world. Spiritual strength comes from denying investor into emotional and physical immature structures. Spiritual strength comes from realizing that you're intellectualizing and leaving your emotions and your physical side behind by not training correctly saying that that lesson is over with, I don't have to put any more energy in it because therefore it doesn't exist anymore. And it really does. Now, if you find yourself continually coming up with a destructive fantasy and you have tried spiritually to say it's destructive and you tried mentally to say it's destructive, let me explain something to you. 
Get in touch with the person that you're projecting this energy on. They'll help you with a reality check because they're not what the hell you think they are. And that's why you have assignments that will always say engage the lie. But have breathe, have your eyes open, have your ears open, have your taste open, have everything open. And then you take in information. Because the pain of expectation is when you don't get what you want. And I guarantee you on this earth plane, you will never get what you want on a consistent basis because everything is impermanent. It changes, it's interrelated, and the needs of the part will never stop the whole from expression. You have to tally where the whole is going and try to find a way to fit into it constructively. That's the higher lesson. So, lag time is a time of resistance training. This means that if I live through the giving, if I live through the doing, that's my substance to desire more nurturing, to desire more insight than living through the doing and living through the giving is unrealistic. That is another expectation you're superimposing on the universe, which is going to reflect back to you what? Disappointment, hurt, sufferance. So get that one straight. And the other one is, if you consistently are dedicated to growing spiritually, you'll get to the point where you say, it's okay for me to feel that ache, that pain. It's okay. It's in the background. You could use it as a synonym. Now, what would the old me do? I'd be over there trying to do A, B, C, and D. Just like those people over there running doing A, B, C, and D. And you walk up on somebody and you say, you know what? You probably have a need for nurturing and you're probably going to do A, B, C, and D. Hey, how did you know that? Because you can feel an increase in that energy in your emotional and physical nature when you come around that person. Therefore, they're into the same damn desire pattern. Whenever you get two fires together, you have more heat. And if you didn't put that damn heat there, it's coming from what you're hanging around with. So this also cre increases your psychic ability to be able to perceive but it doesn't mean that you can perceive and that you're forced to indulge. So a lot of this, and this is what this thing about patience is about. And the other thing is, it's like this. You can have a machine going with too many desires out there and be spread all over the place. And that's too many irons in the fire. And more, most people do. It's when they're disappointed, they try to find something else. Try to find something else. Try to find something. Because I got to get, I got to relax. Now, it's so funny that what people call relaxation it's a drain. Now, what I call spiritual fulfillment is when you've done your best and you can see where you've improved. Now, one regenerates hope and help. The other one just exhausts you essentially. So you crash. Look at that. Think it through. See, if you listen to too much stuff, I mean, I'm not kidding you. If you do a concert of your favorite article, our artists, one after another, you're going to say that's enough of that. And if you keep watching one movie after another, you're going to say that's enough of that. You can you can exhaust any one of the sensual organs in your body. That's why you have to pace yourself and let it regenerate. Re recreation, recreation periods, up and down, yin and yang. OK. This is for you to reflect because you are moving into a period where a lot of people are saying this is the holidays, this is family days, this is it. So that you've got all these desire structures out there. Now, they ain't been having happiness the whole year. They haven't grown. They haven't learned. They don't know anything. And yet they still are saying it's still time for me to find a little happiness. Some of my desires 
during this little stretch coming up here. So you're going to experience meltdown of a lot of people. And when they melt down, they're going to look for any standing structure. So if you're standing and you got some you got some spiritual energy, they would love to take it towards their passions, their expectations. So you'll be challenged. This is called a meltdown period. So you have to be aware of this and pace yourself for it. No one can take your spirit if you understand how to balance yourself from within. They can't take it. They can reflect. You don't have to dance with them. Now, you could be cruel and say, get the hell away from me and you can go lock yourself up in a cave. That's one way you could do it. But I guarantee you, you can have nightmares, shadow dreams, whispering voices. <laughs> I mean, the, the lesson will come to you because you cast a shadow yourself. Or you can learn how to dissipate the energy through alchemy, moving it into something else. But first, you have to know how to move it in yourself. Now, if a person is around an alchemist and then they're also around someone who can go directly to their desires, if they're in the hatred, someone hatred, if they're in lust, someone in lust, they're not going to stay around that alchemist. They're going to say, I'll catch you later. You know, I mean, I don't need to think you're blowing my high. I mean, you know, I don't understand where you're coming from. They'll leave you because it's easier for like to hang around like. They will abandon you. But if a person's in the misery and despair and they're melting down and they're in the terror and fear, they'll listen to an alchemist every day. They're saying, here's the here's my mess. If you can see anything to halt this downslide, please help me. It's a whole different process. I once uh, purchased a book and it was called Walking Through Walls and it was a Tibetan Buddhist book and it was on higher wisdom. But uh, the whole book, there was one precept in the whole book. I mean, I would purchase a book for one insight. But there was one insight in that whole book that stopped me flat. And help me through suffering. Now, you got to understand what is this conception saying walking through walls? OK, now I was in a position where I had come to a sobering truth that uh, I had a fantasy, a fantasy of friendship. I had a fantasy of sharing a fantasy in the love arena, whereas if I give to others the way I want to be given back, that that would set up a platform. Number one, they would look at the quality because what I was giving was better than what was out on the market. Number two, it set up a platform where they would open up to me and share back with me. Now, there was a flaw in this whole structure, a big flaw. And the biggest flaw in the structure was, number one, I didn't come here to be content. Because content people don't grow. See, this is a hard concept for people to understand. If you're content, if you get everything and you don't struggle for it, you don't work for it, you don't grow. And you get real scared of people who don't have. That's why the rich got big walls. They got guards. They got all the security because they get real scared of the have-nots. Okay? And this is based upon jealousy and anger and a lot of things like that. But let's say that you, listening to this material, have a wretched life so you don't have to worry about somebody taking your misery away from you. I guarantee you they're not going to break in your house and say, please give me your suffering. I want it bad. They're not going to break in on suffering. OK, now let's go back to this, this walking through walls. What does that mean? What the hell is a wall? A wall is a structure. See, 
Now, in order for us to get our desires, we got to structure out certain experiences in order to structure in certain ones. Problem is, once we structure any damn thing, we set up walls. And they contain us. They lock us in to hell if we don't get what we want to heaven if we do get it. But if we get heaven, we're going to want it more and more. We're going to feel insecure that we got to acquire it. It's not as simple as sitting up there saying Dr. Ruth says a average male wants three, two and a half times sex a week. That's not two and a half days. No, you got to schedule ahead. You got to think about it. You got to wonder who it's going to be, how it should be, you know, how to do it better, how to whatever. What's going on? What's the price? Well, that could preoccupy your mind more. And maybe you're greedy. Maybe you don't want two and a half times. Maybe you want five, six, whatever. So see, passion doesn't stand still. Ask any drug addict. Ask them what they started out with and look at them at the end. Ask an alcoholic. In the end, they're drinking to keep from being sick and see delusions. But the vessel that they use to get the high deteriorates from the exposure to the high. These are things for you to ponder, but let's go back to walking through this wall. So I've talked to you already about polling the inner parts of you. Now, this this polling inner parts of you turns out to be a very important thing, because until you can bring some type of peace between these warring elements, the body's needs and desires, the emotional needs and the desires the mind's needs and the desires and the spirit's needs and desires until you can bring some peace between those and yourself. You can't give anybody any peace. You can't give anybody any love. You can't give anybody any understanding. <coughs> you can't do it. Now, so spiritually, the training is to drop your threshold. That's why they say agitation within robs one of inner reflection. The right thing to do is to remain still until balance is regained. That's that silent balance that comes from within and quiets down these fires, these greeds, these angers, these passions. Quiet them down so that the emotional part of you does not start coloring what you see, hear, think, taste and feel. Okay, now. If that's true, what this book shared with me was the following thing. Number one, if you see an item of desire, this means if you cast a desire structure on something, a fantasy structure, an expectation structure, a, a desire structure, a hate structure, it makes no difference. You throw it out there. From that moment, you have tied in with an external object, a dance. Now, while that dance is there, the minute you you project that out there, the object becomes powerful. It wasn't powerful. The, the conflict within yourself first. But when you cast it out to an object, they become powerful. Now, here's the problem. The object does not have to be what you cast onto it. What we call in this society romance it's the period of time be of when you cast this little desire out there and the other person may cast a similar desire out there. And it appears to be that you are experiencing what you thought was there. There's your romance. But when you get into the dynamic, 
that since life was manifest itself whole, then no matter who you cast energy on, the universe will give you a challenge. For instance, if you say, I only want to recognize light, the universe will absolutely, in season, bring you darkness. If I only want pleasure, the universe will bring you, in season, pain. The universe is constantly moving. The thing you lock out is what forces itself in. Okay, so there's no way in the world that that person who's an idiot and you, you're an idiot, can cast out these images of divine blitz or happiness or sharing a friendship, a lover or whatever. If they don't have any skill to be an alchemist to change things, then how in the hell can you protect them from their shadow and they protect you from theirs? And the minute the shadow shows up, they say, why did you bring that shadow into this relationship? They're going to project. Now we're getting into the defense mechanisms of the typical ego which in traditional psychology are what? Denial, it ain't me. Projection, it's you. Intellectualization, well, it happened because the mojo went left instead of right. Okay? Uh, sublimation, which means I'm just busy going to work. I don't have time to deal with these emotional issues or whatever like this. I'm just doing this one thing over here, and uh, you're, gonna, you're on your own when it comes to these things over here. Whatever. These are called defense mechanisms so that the ego does not have to change. It does not have to grow. It does not have to integrate. Remember discrimination? Now we got integration, a challenge to integrate. Now, if you're caught in a structure with a person like this, because you had this fantasy thing thrown out here, now listen to this. You threw this fantasy web on them. You can end up wanting to compromise, prostitute, get angry, get physical, get violent, whatever. Because guess what? They used to be supplying your nurturement, your support. Your aspirations, your ego fulfillment, you want it back. You're a junkie. It's outside of you. You want it inside. So now when they say it's your fault, you want to fight. You want to argue. You want to clarify. You want it done now. Here's two people that are blind to alchemy. No skill. And they're fighting each other about something neither one of them can resolve. And the confusion. Here's the point. Back to walking through walls. Okay. If your spirit goes to an object, there's no way you can bring your inner being to peace. If you project your spirit outside of you and you start dancing with the outer world, you cannot come to peace within because you're absent. You must have all four, ve all four vessels inside with consciousness balance in order for you to come to peace inside. So as long as you're projecting outside of you and you're tied up with that dance, with those projections, denial, sublimation, or whatever, as long as you're tied up into that, you're not going to come to peace. Now, let's add to this spiritual lag time, which means that you're making progress. But during the progress period, if you want to feel pain free, like a night quail, like this Western medicine technique, wake me up when it's over, say, knock me out, then you're going to be caught up into saying, well, I have this web over in this area. It ain't working. So I'm going to cast another one. You got people that have marriages. And they're casting relationships on affairs. And they're always looking to add somebody else to the agenda. Saying, well, okay, well, this one is bad. I got this one over here to back me up. Well, quantity is never quality. And I've never known a person that was on death row 
you know, and they weren't ready to die. They said this would be a good day to die. No, they just sit back and say, I'm right. You know, I don't know when my time is coming. I hope I have a few more days. So when you get these affairs and you get these different options and everything like that, that shares with you that you have the option not to concentrate on the dying. And if you don't die, how can you be reborn? We're talking about focus here. This is the difference between coal and a diamond. Same material, carbon. But the diamond goes through the pressure. That's right. The diamond goes through the death process. There's no let up on it into it's one of the hardest substances on the planet and it shines. Okay? So it's the same thing with a spiritual diamond. So don't regret the pain. Don't regret the suffering. The suffering says, I want something out of season. Be ashamed of the suffering. If in fact you intellectually want something out of season. Now this, is, this is very strong here. Don't be ashamed of the suffering if your body is stupid enough to want something out of the season. You hear the old expression. The guys who say, <laughs> my, 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 my small head told me what to do. <laughs> well, that's the body. The body's leading them. Okay. Okay. Uh, from the female point of view, you know, well, I couldn't help it. He was hot. <laughs> okay. That's the body. The body's leading them. Well, you can first get there by hooking up to the spirit. Get the spirit straight first. Get through the illusion. Then get your mind straight. Say, you know, we're not growing. Okay. This is not constructive. Now, the rest of the energy with the emotions and the body, if you ain't feeding a mole, if you cut off the blood supply to cancer, if you cut off the blood supply to a tumor, I guarantee you it won't live. It's going to die. And that's the whole key here. We're talking about somehow we keep feeding. Now, you can say if these people around me would just leave me alone and quit tempting me, then I wouldn't be putting energy into these things. And I will tell you this. That could be true. It sure can. And that's called karma. If the outer world overwhelms you with your best effort, that's called karma. But don't worry. Keep trying because eternity will change the tables no matter what you try. If you put energy into changing the tables, it will begin to move. But if you never made the connection and the commitment to spirit and linked it up with the intellect, you don't even have a guide. And you know what happens to a boat without a rudder in a storm? It goes wherever the waves go. And you know what happens to a leaf in the wind? It goes wherever the wind blows. And you see that a lot of times you're tested with people who say, ooh, ooh, look at that. Ooh, ooh, I want that. Oh, no, wait a minute. I want that. Oh, I don't want that. They're flipping all over the place. Depending on what happens to them day by day is what they do. So the walking through the wall is to say that object that I am projecting this expectation on cannot be what I think it is because if it was then everybody would see it the same way and you know one person's pleasure is another person's pain so it can't be the object that has the power the object does not have the power the object is the vector for the power it's where you're going to assimilate the dance the lesson depending upon how obsessed you are the, 
further, you're going to superimpose something that's out of sync on something that doesn't even have those traits and qualities. Bring the energy back in. This is called buying back your shadow. Get the energy back in. Settle down. Quiet down. Realize what it is that you're trying to get. If you're looking for nurturement, nurturement ain't got nobody's name on it. It don't. Nurturement ain't. There's no such thing as nurturement has a name. Love doesn't have nobody's name on it. If you're looking for that. But if you're looking for a passion experience in the, in the, the shape and the form of whatever this person is advertising out here, then you are going to be slave to anybody who carries that vessel. So you just wait until somebody comes around with it. And then you go in there and you say, I just hope that they have a good spirit. I hope that they have a, a solid mind. I hope that emotionally they won't take me places I don't want to go. Well, that's called falling into a condition. And when you hit your head, you can be shocked or crushed or whatever. So these are things to manifest on. So when you bring the energy back inside yourself, then you take the wall apart. And you say, is this the right season in the universe for me to be doing this? Let me watch that person. So instead of you putting that projection out there and saying, "Ooh, it is what I think it is. How about you send a probe out there to find out whether this person is spiritual? Send a probe out there. What can they think? Is there word they're buying? Send another probe out there about the emotions. What are you into? What's your fun? What are you afraid of? Get these probes going at the same time that lust is going. Osculate. Fire, water, fire, ice. And you're going to have a better time reconciliating with yourself in your meditation moment as to whether or not and how to proceed with the situation. Thank you.